Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. The Volume. The 3 and Out Podcast with me, John Middlecoff, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Football season's here, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, and easy to use. FanDuel always has exclusive offers. When you win, you'll get paid fast. FanDuel has lots of ways to play, like the spread, money line, over-unders, team totals, player props, and so much more. Jump into the action anytime during the game with live betting. Combine multiple bets from the same game in a same-game parlay and try out the same-game parlay plus. So use promo code Colin and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this football season. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out podcast. Monday Night Football. Football. Reason I can't sing like Hank, but I can sure watch football, and that was uh, that was extremely entertaining. And we're gonna jump into that right off the bat. Lot going on today. I uh, I watched about three games on Monday morning, a little NFL Plus style. Fired through Chargers, Raiders. Watched a little Saquon, Carson Wentz. I watched the Chiefs yesterday. God, they look fantastic. I mean, the Chiefs and the Bills. Holy moly! I mean, both those two teams look like the Kevin Durant Warriors. Uh, then we'll fly around the league to some other, a lot of injuries, some upsets, you know, some places I was right, some places I was wrong. Of course, uh, if you're listening on Collins feed, make sure you subscribe to the three and out podcast. If you are, uh, you want in on the mailbag, I'll do a couple mailbag questions at the end at John Middlecoff is the Instagram fire up into those DMS, but why waste any time when we just witnessed Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson going at it? I'm going to read a text from a buddy right now. From the NFL that just sent me this about five minutes after that game just ended. That is a billion-dollar clusterfuck. I don't think I could have said it any better myself. What did we just witness? Now, I'm going to put some blame not just on the head coach, but on the quarterback as well. Because the quarterback has been outspoken about his desire to be in a partnership. And I say this all the time. The NBA is about partnerships. It's what Kevin Durant wants. It's what Kyrie wants. They want to tell the coach what to do. Hell, in baseball, that works. The general managers tell the coaches what to do. Andy Reid tells Patrick Mahomes where to throw. Belichick forever told people and Brady what to do. Right? Peyton Manning was somewhat of an outlier. 
And as we saw on that last drive, you want to let Russ cook. Well, they handed him a couple fillets, and he moved with the urgency of a snail. What was that? Like, it's easy to crush Hackett. And listen, I, I have picked the Denver Broncos to come in last in that division because of him. Because he's a guy that, in, in what world, like tonight, Pete Carroll is a Hall of Famer. The gap between Pete Carroll and Nathaniel Hackett as a head coach is a mile wide, just in terms of accomplishments. But on the field, you saw Pete had the boys ready to go. Now, we could argue that was Pete's Super Bowl, and it probably was. He just traded the greatest player in the history of the franchise. Now, I've said it all along, Russ wanted out. Like, they didn't like each other. They both wanted a divorce. But the end of that game, I've been saying over and over, is that Russ does not want to play anymore like Josh Allen and Deshaun Watson and like younger Russ and Lamar Jackson. He wants to play within the pocket. He wants to get all the credit as a thrower. He wants to become an MVP. He wants to be Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. Well, you know who drives him down the field with one timeout in that situation? Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. They are pocket quarterbacks that are in complete control. And Russ on third down dumped the ball off. I know where I come from. A lot of times, a guy that dumped the ball off in those situations, Derek Carr used to get crushed. It's like push the ball down the field. He put him in that situation. So everyone and their mother, if you're listening to this on Tuesday morning, is going to be crushing Nathaniel Hackett. He is going to be enemy number one. Yet the reason that they were in this weird situation is because of the quarterback. Like, Russell Wilson wanted this. He wants his own team. He wants everyone to answer to him. He literally had a confidant tell Peter King that we are equals. Me and the coach are partners. Think about that. In the history of the league, Walsh to Montana. Walsh was the boss. Think about some of the greatest players of all time. Lawrence Taylor, he answered to Bill Parcells. Tom Brady, he answered to Bill Belichick. This isn't, this isn't partnerships. This is not the NBA. That's not how it works. And if it did, you better be Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. And Russ isn't that guy. Now, I am not overreacting like Russ blew this game. I thought he was fine for the most part. Made a lot of plays. A huge reason that the Broncos lost this game is because they fumbled the ball inside the five-yard line. Like, I'm not blaming Russ or the coach for that. That they could have, I guess, woulda, coulda, shoulda, right? If he held on to the ball, they didn't. And, but... That's just the reality of the sport. Sometimes you turn the ball over and you're still in a position to win. Hell, it happened to the Bengals. It happened to a lot of teams. It, it happens all season long. It, it's part of the National Football League. that you can't. The, we don't play in many blowouts on Sundays. That happens on Saturdays, but not on Sundays. And you're in this position. You have the horses to drive the field. <clears throat> Seattle had played well, but it's not. I mean, let's look around. They don't have Cam Chancellor and Richard Sherman. And to me, Russell's urgency on that last drive and then just the cluster at the end of the game. Now, if I wanted to give them a little bit of a pass, you'd say first game together. They've only been really working together for, you know, six months, but really with pads on now, one training camp, a lot of new pieces. But this is why I was so hesitant with this team. This is why I was so hesitant with this team. None of these guys on this squad have won anything in the league. All the self you know, all the guys in Denver have have drafted over the years. The guys that they have built their team around. They have been losing. Now, Russ has won, but they've never played together. And now you get Nathaniel Hackett, who has no experience as a head coach, who really his resume is pretty limited, even as an offensive coordinator. Now he has the pressure, let's face it, enormous pressure. His franchise was just bought for $4.7 billion. The dude that cut the check doesn't even fucking know Roger Goodell's name. He's that rich. The guy that bought the Denver Broncos does not know how to say Roger Goodell's name. That's how much money this guy has. You talk about FU money, this guy, Walmart has unlimited money. Like, you know how the government in 2021 just literally printed money out of fresh air and gave it to everyone in America, and now we got a little inflation problem? That's basically what Walmart's been doing for like my entire life, just printing cash. He has so much of it, buys the Broncos. I don't even think he likes football. I mean, he basically gave the team to his daughter and let his daughter's husband, who's now the president of the team. But when you cut those type checks, losing is not accepted. And then they give Russell all this money, and we know Russell. Here's the other thing with Russell Wilson. Don't ever forget this with Russell Wilson. In a, in a, in a sport historically where star quarterbacks, their coaches, and when I say coaches, they're offensive coordinators 
and OCs go on to become head coaches. That's just the natural plight of those guys, right? You win an MVP and you're Matt Ryan, Kyle Shanahan gets a job, right? You are LaFleur, you come up under Sean McVay, boom, you get a job. It's just, you work for Andy Reid, Mahomes, guys get jobs. It's just Tom Brady forever, Peyton Manning forever, Ben Roethlisberger forever. Guys get jobs off really good, uh, you know, when you're an offensive coordinator for a star quarterback. Every single offensive coordinator Russell Wilson's ever had, every single one, been fired. Been fired. Think about that. Not one guy got, it happens, a guy get fired. Every single one of them has been fired. And now this situation with Nathaniel Hackett is going to work well? Like, listen, you guys know where I stand. I think the guy's weird. Now, I've had people that have been around him forever say he's always been weird. That's fine. But, like, there comes a point, every single guy on Twitter, Richard Sherman, Doug Baldwin, all the guys that played with them are all basically making, rooting for Seattle because they can't stand Russell Wilson. It's one thing, listen, I don't get along with everybody. If you're listening, you don't get along with everybody. That entire team did not like him. The entire fucking team. They won a Super Bowl together. They went to another Super Bowl together. They were one of the best teams in the league for like five years. They can't stand the guy. And I'm sorry, you see some of these clips of him high five in air, him doing a huddle with a broken hand. It's just weirdo stuff. Listen, we're all a little weird. I'm weird. You're weird. Everyone has their own quirks. Like, he's in a different level of weird. Like, kind of unrelatable. Now, he is pretty talented. Like, I watched him today. Like, I'm not writing off and saying this guy sucks. But that was a disaster at the end of the game. They signed up for this. They now have a coach that doesn't have any experience with a quarterback who's always worked for, let me tell you, a Hall of Fame coach. And tonight was a clinic about a guy that, and I'm probably guilty of this too, has made fun and ripped Pete over the years. Well, Pete Carroll, who's going to be the old, his birthday's on Thursday. He's going to be the oldest coach in the league, has been winning big games now for decades, from USC to Seattle. And he had his team ready. I say this all the time. You are a reflection. How your team's ready is of the head man. And his team was ready. They treated that thing like the Super Bowl. And they came out and they hit Denver in the mouth. Now, sometimes, you know, when you don't have the talent, the most talented team on the field, you come out, you treat it like the Super Bowl, especially in these Monday night games. And I was thinking about this during the telecast. Thank God for whoever invented Monday night football. I mean, if I could, you're probably passed away because the first Monday Night Football game was in 1970. I wouldn't just give you a handshake. I'd give you a hug. I love Monday Night Football. It's just, you just got a football game on Monday night. <laughs> How do you beat that? And then now Roger and the boys have added Thursday Night Football. Like, we got it pretty good. We, we do got it pretty good. But Pete Carroll didn't just have the boys ready. They never wilted. They kept playing well all game. They kept making plays. They kept creating things. They kept creating turnovers. You know, DK's making plays. Geno's making plays. Rashad Penny, who I always loved out of San Diego State, looks pretty good. Jamal Adams, of course, he got injured again. It didn't even matter. And ultimately, when the dust settles, weird ending, whatever, Pete beat Russ. Pete beat Russ. Because I would imagine, haven't been to Seattle in a long time, that fan base was created this last, like, 12 years, right? And rightfully so. They've been really good under Pete. Russell's the best player in the history of the franchise. And that's, it's hard to lose your star player at quarterback in kind of, you know, potentially we'll see the peak of his powers, but in the prime of his career. And one thing Pete's always going to have, and I saw Richard Sherman mention this on social media, like they ain't going to play it again for a while. Like Seattle's not going to the Super Bowl and hell, neither is Denver. So like this matchup's not going to happen for at minimum three more years. And is Pete Carroll going to still be in Seattle at 74, 75 years old? Probably not. And who knows the way the schedules line up. It could be at Denver, and that wouldn't be the same. This might be the only time that Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson on opposing sidelines ever go up against each other. And Pete will always have, till his dying day, he won. Well, of course he did. He was going up against Nathaniel Hackett. And I'm going to say that over and over and over again, Denver's clearly really talented. They have good players. But it's a coaching league. You can't just like, oh, Steve Nash, come coach Kevin Durant and Kyrie. Yeah, you're going to get your ass kicked. That's what happened. You need a good coach. Even in basketball, hell, even in baseball historically. But no sport like football do you need a fantastic coach to win big. Random coaches typically don't win. The same guys are typically there, or they sustain success. And I gotta, you got to give Pete Carroll credit because he came and he kind of kicked the Denver Broncos' ass from the jump. And now Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett kind of have egg on their face. Uh, especially Nathaniel Hackett, 64-yard field goal, pretty extreme, even though when it came off his foot, kind of thought it was good. Uh, the Monday Night Football jerseys, my, my girlfriend was like, they kind of look like, uh, it's called like Bugs Life at Disneyland. 
listen, I don't hate the Seattle jerseys. I think the kind of neon green kind of pops. How awesome. Here's what's so key about the NFL. It makes it a lot different than college, right? You you turn on the University of Texas. I saw they had 105,000 people at the Alabama game. And the atmosphere was incredible, right? The atmosphere was just like, Jesus. You turn on Florida, Kentucky, the atmosphere. The NFL's not really like that. It has four or five spots. Well, that's one of them. But they haven't been as good, so it hasn't quite been the same. They approached that, the fan base, like the Super Bowl, and it was fun. It felt like you're watching a college game with NFL players. And when you get that, like, that's why the NFL's king. I mean, I had money on the game, but, like, I was glued. Um, My producer, James, like, you watching the Manning cast? Are you watching the main thing? I was like, honestly, I'm watching the main thing because I love Peyton and Eli. They entertained me. But in a big game, which last year it felt like Monday Night Football really wasn't even that important, you put Troy, you put Joe, you put that game, and it's a close game. Like, I approached it like a normal game. I was pretty locked in. And uh, it really popped on television. Thoroughly enjoyed it. That's just, that's a great product of entertainment right there. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Nathaniel Hackett. Thank you, Pete, for bringing it. Uh, and thank you, Seattle, for covering it and winning. I wish I would have dabbled on the money line, but th- th- that was a fun, fun game for sure. Football season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up using the promo code Colin. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props. You can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. I like the Chiefs, and I like Mahomes over on touchdowns this week against the Chargers. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Get paid your winnings fast. So sign up today with promo code Colin for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel. Official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat, Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP, Louisiana or 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York, Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-888-9789, Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700, Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! 
I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Okay. I wanted to dive into a game that was played in Los Angeles, as Jerry Jones would say, and involved the Raiders against the Chargers. And the Chargers obviously won, got a big win. They have a huge game Thursday, big game, really. I mean, two of, I think the Chiefs, you know, I got to give them the nod over the Bills just because they beat the Bills. But as we saw in the playoff game, they're, they're basically equals. And the Chargers, I would put a rung under, but the Chargers have a chance. I mean, Justin Herbert looked awesome. But I'm going to start with the Raiders. And when they made the move to this big building, it was a really, really big deal. Because they had played in... I I drive by it sometimes when I go to the airport and right now attempting to move back and forth between Scottsdale. And you drive by the Coliseum and it makes you shake your head and you go, I can't believe that professional sports... And hell, the A's are still in there, but only about 1,500 people ever attend those games. We're played in this place. This is a complete dump. They're not in a million years in 2022. Even the smaller cities like Green Bay or Buffalo, you would never put anything in Oakland. So them moving, I didn't want them to move five years ago. Not revision history. Was selfish. I liked having two teams. Now, obviously, I don't care at all. Glad they're in Vegas. Want to attend the new stadium one day if Mark would let me. Me and Mark got along in person. Clearly, behind the scenes, I don't think he was a big fan of my uh, my critical takes. But I've known Derek since he was in high school. When I was a graduate assistant at Fresno State, for a lot of you guys are new listeners, we've, <laughs> we've grown exponentially, thank you, uh, to you guys, not to me. I appreciate it. Uh, I was a graduate assistant in the recruiting office at Fresno State. And when I got the job in 2008, he was already committed there. So he came on his visit as a senior in high school. We watched all of his games in Bakersfield's Christian spent a year with him, then his uh, true freshman year where he was the backup. I have followed his career extremely closely. For a lot of those games in Oakland, I attended. I think he has really turned himself into a solid NFL player. He was really good the one season for Del Rio, but other than that, I think for many years, he left a lot to be desired. These last couple years, and specifically last year, was very, very impressive. But now, they get a real coach, in Josh McDaniels, they get rid of the Gruden just disaster. And the, the situation is just, it, it was too much bullshit. You know, it, it was so much about other than football with John. And now it feels like, even though I'm going to give John some credit, he helped Derek get the the uh, kind of the train back on the tracks. And now Derek, based on last year, was very impressive. But the thing was when you're the head, when you're the, not the head coach, because Gruden had a lot of pressure on him because he made $100 million. When you're the starting quarterback and really a player for the Raiders, they haven't really had expectations over the last couple decades. And specifically when Derek's been there, they've only had expectations one time. And that was the year after they made the playoffs with Jack Del Rio. And it was a disaster. They got Jack obviously got fired. They didn't even come close to making the playoffs. And then Gruden came in. They were terrible for a little while after. So this is the first year that they have tangible pressure on them. They trade for Devontae. They go land Josh McDaniels. Their team on paper is really good. And in the first game against one of the most talented teams in the NFL, I've been saying over and over, the Chargers might be the best team on paper in the league. Derek's terrible. Like Derek threw three interceptions and just awful picks. I mean, two of them are just inexcusable. Like they can't happen. 
not in that magnitude. And when you start making huge money and there is literally pressure behind you, listen, I am critical on Dak. One thing I will, the, a major difference between Dak and Derek, the pressure on Dak every single year to make the playoffs and every single game is consumed by 25 to 30 million people is a completely different ball game than what Derek's used to. Well, this year, 2022, all the microscopes are out. Everyone's following the Raiders. Like, what are the, because we're talking about the Raiders being a playoff team. They're, they're being discussed like they're an equal. Last year, they got to creep up on everybody. Last year, literally, their star wide receiver killed someone. Their coach was fired the next week, and everyone wrote him off. So they got to really fly under the radar and be the hunter. Well, this year, I'm not saying they're the hunted, but people are picking them to be good. There are expectations. It's so easy in life to be the little guy swinging up. Hell, I'm that right now. I truly don't give a shit about any of this because I don't have that much to lose. It is so much more difficult being in Coward or Dan Patrick or one of their seats. Everyone is gunning for them. They are on top of the mountain. Where I'm at, and I'm not acting like I'm not doing well, but by no means do I have the pressure in terms of everything I say is under a microscope, blogs are picking it up, and people, like, who? no, that's just not happening. It's easy to be in my position. And I get a lot of credit from, obviously you guys like it because I'm very unfiltered. Well, uh, hopefully that never changes. But let's face it, it has for a lot of people over the years in, in my seat. And no different with, with athletes. It's easy to be on the come up. Well, what happens when you get to the top of the mountain? Only so many guys, Tom Brady, Steph Curry, right, can just, Derek Jeter can just handle that spot. Now, obviously, Derek Carr's not anywhere near the top of the mountain, but this is the first year he's got expectations. And he was terrible yesterday. And he made some really nice throws. He made, he's got a very good arm. He can make plays that goes, wow. But overall, th- that was a game, too, where Herbert was really good. He did not turn the ball over. No picks. Threw three touchdowns. The Chargers were up. The Raiders came right back. That was a game that they could have had. The Raiders could have won that game. It's not like the Chargers were up 30 points. They were right in the game. Turnover, turnover, turnover. You can't have second-half turnovers if you're going to be a 40 to $45 million quarterback playing other, let's face it, the Chargers are going to be a playoff team. Like That that can't happen. And I would imagine today Josh McDaniels isn't that happen, happy. And I know Derek's not either. I watched his post-game press conference, basically took all the blame. But you get to this point at the highest level when you're making the most money, no one gives a shit about what you say. It's just about what you do. And then another guy who's taken a lot of heat, and unlike Derek, hasn't been able to fly under the radar. Because the moment he got to the league, he played for the Eagles, one of the marquee brands and one of the biggest markets in the league. And he's become one of the most polarizing players. And I've said over and over, I was kind of out on him just because literally everyone's always out on him. The Eagles were out on him. The Colts were immediately out on him. And I'm like, listen, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, maybe it's a duck. Maybe there's something off with this guy. Maybe it's someone, it's not someone else's fault. We all know that guy. It's this guy. It was that guy. It wasn't me. No, eventually, if it constantly things keep happening to you, it's you. And that's where I kind of ended up with Carson Wentz. I've never argued, and no one could, his physical attributes, his size, his athleticism, and his arm. But the turnovers are an issue. And yesterday, I'm not acting like I was watching the Commanders and the Jags, but I was keeping an eye on it. And the moment he threw an interception, everyone went, oh my God, I can't believe what Carson Wentz just did. So I went back this morning and I watched it. And I watched the pick that he threw to the number one overall pick from Georgia against the Jags. I think it was a much more incredible player by the defensive lineman than it was a bad throw by Carson Wentz. The dude was literally hiding behind an offensive tackle on a screenplay, and then he throws it to his running back or tight end or whoever the screen was supposed to go to, and this guy kind of jettisons out out of nowhere and makes a play. But the internet totally shit on him. So I assumed when I saw everyone shitting on him on the internet, like, oh, Wentz sucks. I went back and watched. I thought Carson was pretty good. And then what did he do? He threw a touchdown when the the football team or the commanders were down 22-14. He had a dime down the sideline. And then later in the game, he threw the game-winning touchdown. He threw four touchdowns yesterday. Like, that's a pretty good start. Now, I am not one of those believers that the Jags are going to win more than probably five games, six at the most. So it's not like they're a good team. But when you look at the landscape of the NFC East, and we'll get into the Giants here in a second, like, you know, the, why couldn't the Commanders, especially with Dak being out and Cooper Rush and just, we, we saw the Cowboys, 
if Carson Wentz is just a solid player, why couldn't they compete in that division? They can. And if Carson Wentz is going to play like that and throw four touchdowns, listen, you're going to throw picks. Unless like Aaron Rodgers, you know, who last year had like four or five picks or whatever. Some of these, these the small percentage of quarterbacks that throw no picks. I, I can live with picks if you throw 45 touchdowns. Now, Stafford is like right on the line of a guy that throws a lot of touchdowns and a lot of picks. I don't want 15 picks, but I can live with 9 to 11 if you are producing points. That's literally the point of the game is to score points. And when you throw touchdowns, you put points on the board. And when you push the ball down the field, you give myself, you give uh, the team a chance to have an explosive offense. I thought Carson Wentz was pretty impressive yesterday down the stretch, which is what quarterbacks get paid for. So I would imagine today Ron Revere and Washington's pretty happy with their quarterback. And speaking of a talent that had kind of fallen on rough times, and sometimes in football, you know, it's out of your control in the sense of you get hurt. You know, you can be an excellent player, an elite player, tear an ACL, tear a shoulder, shatter a leg, and it derail your career, right? Most of us, if we are elite at our job, it would take me doing something stupid to derail my career, right? Committing uh, some crime and going to jail, right? Uh, you know, getting a DUI, a car accident, hurting myself. It would be my fault. If something happens to me that's out of my control, right? I get sick. Uh, something happens to a family member that I have to take some time off. Like, no one would say anything. People would understand. But that's the thing in football. You get injured a lot of the times. Like, it wasn't Saquon Barkley's fault that he tore his ACL. No player in a million, like Dak didn't want to break his hands. TJ Watt didn't want to tear his peck. None of these guys are trying to get hurt. And in football, more than most sports, it happens all the time just because of the nature of the game. So Saquon had an ankle injury in 19. He had an ACL in in 20. And I think sometimes, and and I'm as guilty as anyone, I struggle with patience. And I, I struggle with patience in my everyday life. I struggle with patience as a follower of sports. I struggle with patience. It's a huge you know, red flag on the way I operate in life. I, it's something I work on constantly is to slow down. I struggle on patience on the golf course. Take a deep breath, John. Just relax. It's just naturally in my personality. Now, the amount of caffeine I take on a daily basis probably does not help, but I'll promise you one thing. Caffeine is not slowing down. So the Saquon Barkley, I saw the last couple of years, he just looked pretty terrible. And then when I watched him against the Titans, because I had to after seeing the hype, I went, that's the guy. I love Saquon Barkley at Penn State. I loved him as a rookie. Running back is one of my favorite positions in all of sports because it encompasses everything. You got to run the ball inside. You got to run the ball outside. You have to catch the ball. You have to know every element of the offense because you got to know what the offensive line's doing and the quarterback's doing. And you also got to pass block. Now, Saquon doesn't pass block. But if you are going to be that great and that explosive, I can somewhat give you a pass. And watching Saquon Barkley against the Tennessee Titans bust off big run and big run. Now, he had a couple. He had one that was like a 60, 70-yard run. He had another one that was probably like 30 yards, which those are awesome, and those are fun. In the long run, he hit a corner, and he beat a, a DB with speed. That was stuff he was doing early on in his career. That was a big reason. Listen, we can call Dave Gettleman the village idiot, and let's face it, he was pretty god awful at his job. I mean, he was terrible. Deserved to be fired years before he was. But he wasn't wrong at the talent in which Saquon Barkley was. He was wrong in which where you draft a running back. Like, you don't take a guy number two. You know, I'm sorry. Walter Payton, you don't even take two. Not in 2022. But when Saquon Barkley is right, he can be the best player on the field against any given team. And you could argue that he was yesterday in that game against a guy that's like a fringe Hall of Famer in Derrick Henry. And he's clearly the more explosive running back. And I just think it's sometimes it's cool to watch a guy, and this is what makes sports the greatest reality show, right? We have the great players that are humming. We have the, the, the former great players that are kind of trending down or getting cut and budging teams. And then you have the great players that kind of get lost in no man's land because of injury, and a lot of them just disappear. And every once in a while, you get a guy to kind of resurrect his career. And the guy that I saw in Dayball kind of rode, you went, if he can just get it back, I still don't think the Giants are a very good team. I'm not a big Daniel Jones guy. Not a big Tua guy either. Both those quarterbacks won. Like, is winning and losing a quarterback stat? Obviously, if you have a good quarterback, you're going to win more often than you do. 
But I can watch a player whose team wins and goes, yeah, don't really see it. But when I watch Saquon Barkley, I think that guy's remarkable. Now, top-end speed is probably the last attribute you have to have as a running back. Like, you can be a great running back and not run a 4-3. You can run a 4-6 if you have instincts, uh, you know, elusive vision, you have the ability to break tackles, you're tough, you're smart, you can catch the ball. Saquon Barkley basically has everything you would want beside the pass blocking, which we've all seen the videos of him lifting. He's definitely strong enough to take on linebackers. It's just a want to. So I'm glad, like I, I, if I'm a Giants fan, at least every time you enter the game, I, I'm not acting like you're winning eight, nine games because I do not believe you will. But if you could just win a couple more than you have the last couple seasons and be much more interesting because of number 26, that would be fun. That would be fun. And it was cool to watch Brian Dable go for it. I think guys going for it, when your team sucks, when you have nothing to like, it's not like you're the Chiefs or the Bills or the Rams. Like, why would you not go? For, what do you have to lose? More games? <laughs> to me, that was 100% the right pick or the right move. I'm glad it worked out because you should get rewarded when you have balls in society. And Dayball clearly did. Uh, and last but not least, before we kind of dive into some nuggets, the Chiefs. I, I said over and over again, well, one, just having the opportunity to work in a building for two years around Andy Reid, he, he's probably the most driven, maniacal competitor I've ever seen. Just in terms of his relentless competitive stamina to just grind on football. Now, obviously a lot, you know, all great coaches have it. But the reason that really separates him is his knowledge of football, his ability to work with players, and just his grind mentality. The guy would grind if he was a five-win coach or if he was winning 12 wins. It's not even about, like, he's trying to prove something, wins a Super Bowl. I remember talking to people with the Chiefs after they won the Super Bowl, and they're like, yeah, I was drove by the office the other day. Coach Reed was there, <laughs> like a Sunday. It, it wouldn't change, and it doesn't change. That Belichick's the same. All great competitors don't change whether they're winning or losing. It is, though, it's easier when you've lost to find motivation. It's easier to grind like when you get fired from your job. It's easier to go try to find some cash when you look in your bank account and you don't have any. You're like, I need to go lock up some deals. Well, I give you $10 million. Still going to work as hard? Some people will. Some people have that maniacal, competitive, just make some nuts. And listen, when I say nuts, I mean that in a positive way. Like the nutty nature, like the majority of people like staying in the slow lane. The majority of people like it easy. The highest level of competitors in any industry, especially with his ones that are public or with a ton of money on the line, are fucking crazy. And I say that in a good way. And I think one thing we're finding out about Andy's quarterback is he kind of has that too. And I said over and over and over this year, this guy's going to come back with a vengeance. And I had a buddy on the staff that said, this guy, he's got a focus in his eye. And if you watch them through the preseason, and we're lucky because Coach Reed puts these guys in the game in the preseason, you went, God, Mahomes looks pretty good. But it was easy to go, you know, it could just be the preseason. And then you watch, but then you watch them go into the desert and play the Cardinals, who, let's face it, reeling a little bit, not a big believer, uh, well-earned six-point favorite, and absolutely eviscerate Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, think about the flip side. Kyler Murray's a guy who bitched and moaned he didn't have a contract, even though he still had multiple years left on his, had just had the most embarrassing playoff loss in like modern history for a really good player. I mean, he, it doesn't, we, we all have to agree, it, it couldn't have looked any worse. Mahomes, meanwhile, had the worst loss of his career at home in the AFC Championship game where they were up 21-3, to where he had thrown three touchdowns. Now, he had a terrible second half, but Kyler, bitch and moan, hadn't got paid. They had to put the video game clause in there. Meanwhile, Mahomes, who's already been paid, has a terrible loss, comes back, and looks like Tom Brady 2.0. Like, I'm on a mission to win this thing again. Now, is he going to? I don't know. But you watch Patrick Mahomes, and you watch Andy in that game. Good luck. And I've been thinking about this. The NFL is very lucky that Buffalo and Kansas City don't play in a dome. Because if they were like in Indy, they would eviscerate the league. The only thing that's going to neutralize those guys is the cold weather and they both play in it. And when I say neutralize it, 
give yourself a chance because they are better than you. And he's got the best quarterback in the league, arguably Rodgers. We'll see. He's two-time MVP, but you know what I mean. Who is on a mission. Josh Allen had the same look. On a mission. Meanwhile, Kyler's like, oh, wonder when the new Call of Duty comes out. Anyone want a game tomorrow, Monday? If, if I'm Michael Bidwell, I'm thinking, and I said this over and over and over, how are you going to give contract extensions to your coach and GM? And then give a contract extension to your uh, to your quarterback, who clearly I don't think you like all three. Maybe you like Steve Kine personally because you've known him for so long, but you can't think Kingsbury's that good, and you definitely got questions on the quarterback. Meanwhile, Clark Hunt's feet up and go, God, I got the most stable coach in the franchise, really since like Hank Schramm. You could say Marty, but come on, that was a roller coaster ride. And I got easily the best quarterback in the history of my franchise. R.I.P. Len Dawson. And we are rolling. And and you look at the Cardinals, it was like a dichotomy. The the opposite ends of the sphere of just an organization high level with high level people. You, You could pay Andy and you could pay Mahomes $5 and you would get the same effort. Kyler Murray basically just told you, if you don't pay me, I'm going to quit. Wah, 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 wah. And what team beat the living piss out of the other? The team of the guys that aren't driven by money. The team of the guys that have more talent than the other team. The team of the guys that are dramatically more talented and just better. And think about this. It's why character and mindset, and we talk about it all the time, because it matters. It really, really matters. Uh, let's dive into some nuggets around the league. Last I saw TJ Watt, torn peck, you know, looking around, see if he has to get a, uh, he's going to like second and third opinion. Not ideal. I mean, that sucks. That That is a massive, massive blow for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, he's one of the best players in the league. So if he's out for a considerable amount of time, if his season's derailed, I don't want to say they're screwed, but I'm not going to say I told you so, but come on, guys. You get four picks, whatever, from Burrow in the first half. Mitchell Trubisky, you guys should have won that game, and I was someone that bet on the Steelers. They should have been up by several touchdowns. Trubisky's just not good enough. He's just not good enough. Is Kenny Pickett, you know where I stand on Kenny Pickett, but just put him in the game. What, why, what are you doing with Trubisky? He stinks. Good backup. And when I say good backup, means you feel good about a guy with experience you don't ever want to play. Uh, Dennis Allen. I'm not a believer in Dennis Allen, and I don't know if much changed, but here's what I do know. He had to win that game. Under no circumstances could you, where the majority of the 22 starters in that game on both sides, what does the Saints have? Better starters at 18 to 19 of the positions? You had to win that game. And I I wasn't watching it, but I looked up and it was 26-10 and I went, Dennis Allen is going to lose his first game being a head coach? It's like Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame. When you get handed something that's running at a high level, you can't then take a step back with that thing. It has to keep tr- going in a trajectory at best, staying stable. And it felt like, God, clearly Notre Dame, they're an embarrassment right now. They just lost at home to Marshall. People are like, you're talking about him getting fired? Yeah, I am talking about Marcus Freeman getting fired. He was handed a program. Scott Frost was handed a shit sandwich. Now, it turns out Scott Frost doesn't know what he's doing. He can't fix a Power 5 program. Marcus Freeman was handed a program that averaged... wins the last five seasons. I'll round up. I'll say 11. And has been consistently a top 7-8 program in the country. A high-level operation with NFL guys all over the place. Their own TV deal. It doesn't get any better. And he lost to Marshall at home a 20-point favorite. Like, that's just, that's one of the most embarrassing losses I I think I've ever seen. Like, Nebraska losing to Georgia Southern. Like, yeah, Nebraska loses to a lot of people. Notre Dame over the last five, six years does not lose to a lot of people. And they definitely don't lose to Marshall at home. So just Dennis Allen had to win that game. Just like Marcus Freeman had to win that game. Dennis Allen won it. Marcus Freeman didn't. Uh, Jalen Hurts watched some of the Eagles game today. And I actually am really coming around. Now, he still, I would like him to throw the football better. But here would be my comp. He's like a poor man's Lamar Jackson. There are some basic throws that sometimes he misses that make you go, God, Jalen, that's such an easy throw. But then he does some spectacular stuff. And he is a very natural runner of the football. Like when he runs, one, he doesn't take that many big shots. And he is just natural in the open field. And his blend of running, him and A.J. Brown clearly have a rapport. I mean, they're buddies. They're on the same page. They're hitting big plays. 
The Eagles have a very talented team. Now, I know the Lions came back in the game. It was 38-21. to Last year, the Niners played them week one, and it was like 31-10, to and the final score was like an eight-point win. So the Lions, under Dan Campbell, do not die easily. But I, I thought the Eagles, their offense was very, very impressive. Defense, you know, they did have a pick six. But you, you would like to not give up all those points late in the game. But I, I'll give you a little bit of a pass there. I think it's pretty clear from a talent standpoint, Eagles are clearly the most talented team in that division. I mentioned Justin Herbert earlier. He's a stud. He, he made some throws in that game against the Raiders. And this is the problem for Derek. And this back to Carr. Like, they need him to be good because I, I, I'm recording this part before the, sun, uh, the Monday night game. Just, just assume Russell kind of gets the swag back a little bit. Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Uh, Justin Herbert, when he's playing like that, is the top five quarterback in the league. And depending on how Russell plays this year, could easily be a top five or six quarterback. That's who the Raiders are dealing with. So they need Derek, who's never going to be a top four or five player in the league, but to be like 8, 9, 10, not 11, 12, 13, 14, right? And that's where the Justin Herbert's just throwing BB after BB after BB. God, I mean, that guy, if, if I'm a Charger fan, if I'm just a fan of football, him, Mahomes, Lamar, Josh Allen, that there are some very entertaining talents right now in the league. Speaking of talents, Justin Jefferson, Holy cannoli, as Clay Thompson would say. What what a special player. To me, the coolest part about football, and just probably sports in general, but specifically football, is how fast you know, and then we always talk about, isn't it crazy that Justin Jefferson went 22nd? Isn't it crazy that A.J. Brown went in the second round? Isn't it crazy that Debo Samuel went in the second round? Isn't it crazy that D.K. Metcalf? It happens all the time with wide receivers. How you're telling me the Bengals got T. Higgins in the second round? You're telling me the 49ers got Brandon Ayuk at the end of the first round? It happens every single year, and we immediately know. And he's the highest high end of it because he is a he's a star. He is a absolute matchup nightmare playmaking Jesse. Uh, the Vikings are very very lucky to have him, and their offense with him. Holy, jeez, it looks good. Uh, big week coming up for Trey Lance. It's going to be a nice day in in Levi Stadium, unlike the day in the monsoon. If I'm I'm not giving the guy a pass, but he's going to need to make some plays Sunday. He's going to need to throw some touchdowns. He's going to need to be an explosive player. I'm not saying they're going to have a quick hook and go to Jimmy Garoppolo week three if it doesn't go well. But this this is this is a must win week for the 49ers. You can't open your season with losses against the Bears and the Seattle, and then your next two games are Denver and and the Rams like that. You got to beat Seattle at home. And I start, listen, like the defense will be fine, but the quarterback's got to make some plays. Got to be explosive down the field. And I, I'd be, like I saw enough to think that there is potential there. We just got to get it done. Hit Ayuk, hit Debo. Shanahan had a play schemed up for him wide open and he missed it. It's got to happen. I, I just don't see it with Tua. I, 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 I just don't. I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm just telling you what I see. And I get some DMs like, Middlecoff, why do you hate Tua? I do not. I honestly kind of want to like him. I enjoyed watching him at Alabama. I watch his arm. It resembles more of a pea shooter than it does a bazooka. When I when I when the ball comes out of his hand, it just goes so slow. <laughs> if he was a baseball pitcher, he's throwing like 87 miles an hour. Like, you have to admit if you're a Dolphins fan, and I watched the, I watched the Patriot-Dolphin game early Monday morning, uh, NFL, NFL Plus, watching the condensed games, I mean, I could bang out five or six games pretty quickly. Go to the gym, watch a couple, come home at my desk, work, what little watch couple in the background. It's just any person on Monday morning, if they're just banging off, unless they got three TVs, acting like they saw all the games, complete bullshit. It's impossible. And at my condo in the Bay, I have two TVs. You know, I'm fighting uphill battle, adopt, adapting. I just rented an office. So we'll be ready to rock and roll here, um, here in Scottsdale, pulling up the operation very, very quickly. Uh, and I'll have multiple TVs. But like to me too, I just, they have talent. Uh, I, Waddle and obviously Tyreek is a star. And Mostert's a good player. They, they they have talent on the on the offensive weaponry. I just I don't know, man. I, I how tough the AFC is. I have a hard time seeing Tua win big games. The Pats suck. New, New England looks like a five win team to me now because of Belichick. They'll probably somehow find a way to win like seven, but that was not an impressive win. I, I'm sorry because the final score should have been like forty to seven. Somehow it was twenty to seven. Not a hater. Just do not see it. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, 
That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Let's bang out a couple uh, Middlecoff mailbags. See what you guys are saying. Add John Middlecoff. Hey, John, watching Monday Night Football and nothing uh, and noticing all the scrambling before Denver plays. Is that a lack of practice or too complicated plays? Love the show. It's bad coaching. I figured it out. Thanks. Yeah, listen, this is their first game they've been together, but I, I think you got Russell who wants to run the offense. I, I'm not some anti-Russell guy. I think he's a great player, but he wants to be Peyton Manning. He wants to have this like legacy and brand. Like that's he already does. Like the RW, that's what he's into. And to get a brand like like Carmelo Anthony is not a brand. Why he never won? To, to get a brand, you get Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods. They they build brands. Brands are built off winning. TB12. Why? Because they win. You, you can't. Everyone wants a brand. A brand comes with like yeah, this guy won three Super Bowls. Yeah, this guy's been dominating for twenty years. You know, I, it, Russell wants like so desperately to prove that he didn't need Pete, it's weird, like this revenge thing. Like, think about Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning's neck got messed up. The The Colts cut him. And it never felt like when he went to Denver that he had, like, this vendetta. He's like, you know, I'm healthy now. I get it. You guys got luck. I'm just here to kick ass. Good luck to you guys. <laughs> right? Now, you could argue, listen, I've said over and over, I'm not a vendetta revenge guy. I'm not saying I don't think about those things when someone screws me. But when I when I use that to motivate me, I struggle. Now, some people thrive, right? Portnoy thrives. Uh, Michael Jordan 
thrives. Some people anger and like, I'm coming for your throat and it works. For me, it's not when I'm most productive. Like, does Russell Wilson really strike you as like vengeance guy? I feel like he's kind of unsure of who he actually is. And he's now in this position with Nathaniel Hackett and they're probably like Nathaniel ideas, Russell ideas. And it's just, I don't know, man. Good luck to him. They do have a lot of good players, but I would bet against it. You've been talking about how you believe the Vikings are overrated and the Packers are still the best team in that division. Does the week one game change your preview, your view of either team, or do you still believe the Packers will win the North? I still believe the Packers will win the North, but I now believe Minnesota can. I did not believe that Minnesota could win the North before that game. I would I would not change my bet after one game, but I would change my view that Minnesota can win it now. I said before the game, if Minnesota's going to win the North, you got to beat the Packers at home. Because if you can't beat them at home, you're not going to beat them at Lambeau. And if you're not beating the Packers at home, like, are you beating other good teams at home? That's a big win. And the way they won it, I was impressed. So, yes, they can win the North. I'm not going to budge off my pick off one game. But if I was a Minnesota van, I would feel pretty good. I, I would feel really good about my stance. Been listening to you since you joined the volume. Love the content. Bringing a different perspective and insight. Keep up the work. My question is, why is the Casey Mahomes read slander? I don't get it. Is it media fatigue? I live in Denver, and I get shit from donkey fans. <laughs> oh, I think we got you guys this year. Meh. We still have Andy in 15. I doubt three and the first-year coach are going to turn this around in year one. Colin is insufferable when it comes to his man, Crest Wilson. But yes, he's about to get it right. Yeah, I think I was brought to the volume by the uh, sports gods to balance out the Russell Wilson love. Now, I'm with him on his playing ability, and his career has been fantastic. But this notion that he was going to go to Denver with a head coach that, let's face it, felt a little over his head in week one, felt a little strong to me. And take over a team that hasn't been winning. When you take over a team that has been winning, you have a chance. If Nick Saban retires next year, and let's just say Lane Kiffin takes it over, Alabama's probably going to keep winning. It's like Dennis Allen gets to take over the Saints. Now, I don't think the Saints are going to win 12 games, but if you told me that the Saints win nine games or 10, it is somewhat believable. He has a really good team. Now, I think he'll end up winning seven, but, you know, if he wins nine, like, I could see it. Please apologize to Bears fans and Matt Eberflus on Monday's episode. You know that's what's right after you shit talk. I did. I, I fairly squared up. I did it on Sunday night. I, I, will, uh, I will take it on my chin because, listen... I, had, I remember I had a GM who at the time, he's no longer one, like get really mad at me for saying some things. And I've thought a lot about that. I and, and I think about, I don't talk to this guy anymore, but like GMs also talk a lot of shit, right? About players, about other coaches, about uh, player agents, and they tell the media, but they always do it anonymously. Like it's never, they never put their name on it. Everything I fucking say here is my name's on it. Now, I, 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 I know we're just joking around, but sometimes I think like, like people get mad like in the league. I know fans, whatever. We're having a good time. I was like, well, I put my name on everything. You guys never put your name on anything. I, I've never forgotten that. This guy got so mad. Like, no, everything I say, like, I, it's, this ain't anonymous. This is three and out with John Middlecuff. So I, I have no problem if I say something to be man enough to, uh, to answer it. For the mailbag, Monday Night Football, less of a clown show. There was a difference, almost still weekend vibe to the game. These two men are worth it for Monday night. I I said it earlier in the podcast when we opened up, I agree. I did not watch Peyton and Eli tonight, not because I don't love those guys. I thoroughly enjoyed last year hanging out with Peyton and Eli. I would love to play golf and drink some beers with Peyton and Eli. I think most of you listening would as well. They feel like they would be a lot of fun to just... 24 pack of CLs, hit a golf course, you know, hit a bar, whatever. They feel like they would be a cool hang. And they are a good hang. I mean, clearly. I mean, those guys are good hangs. But that game tonight, when the game's big and it felt big, the lights, the everything, and you had Joe, Joe and Troy, it just like I had to watch Joe and Troy. So, you know, you know, I had a buddy who's a broadcaster text me like, Joe doesn't even know the names. Did Joe buck mail it in a little? Maybe, but I, I don't view it from a play-by-play guy's mindset. Like, as a, I just view myself as a consumer. They feel big. They've done Super Bowls. Aikman's one. I actually think Aikman's got his swagger back because the moment they gave Tony Romo all that money, it pissed Troy off. 
Troy's thinking like, hey, I'm the number one guy in the NFL. Hey, I'm the best Cowboy quarterback. And I feel like he's kind of got his edge back. And I've always been an Aikman guy. Um, I've just enjoyed him since watching him as a kid as a player. Not that I liked him as a player because I was rooting for the Niners and he was always kicking the Niners' ass. But I've just always kind of liked his vibe. Like the Mannings also seems like a cool hang. Like I would love to just get some beers. Now, you know, he has like the zero calorie beers, maybe some cocktails, some Tito's and sodas with Troy. Uh, but that that did feel big tonight. That was uh, probably, you know, ESPN, let's face it. I, I, I think the network beside like Adam Schefter, I'm trying to think of my friends there. Adam Schefter, like him. Uh, Field Yates, like him. You know, it's, it's a short list. So I, I would say I don't watch it at all, but I, I did watch that tonight and I couldn't have enjoyed it anymore. Russell Wilson is very poor at clock management. Coach is trash. I haven't seen such a bad clock management in my entire life. And then Hackett, Hackett calls tie, uh, timeouts and kneel downs. My Broncos look bad. I'll give the benefit of the doubt. It was an emotional game, but that was bad. That was a clusterfuck. There's just no way around it. That was bad. But I'm very happy that I bet on Seattle. And you you could tell. Like, listen, as someone like who's just watched Pete really closely for 20 years since he's been at USC, and obviously I've just... West Coast guy watch a lot of Seattle Seahawks football. I, I'm not sure they're very good. Like, I mean, D, DK's good. A uh, couple good guys on defense. Penny's actually turned his career around. You know, Gino actually might be like the 25th best quarterback in the league. Gino actually is not terrible. You know, <laughs> Gino. A lot of people have talked a lot of crap about Gino Smith. Didn't look terrible tonight. Uh, but they were going to throw the kitchen sink at Denver. Any and Pete Carroll on his worst day, is a better coach than Nate Hackett probably on his best day. So that was a mismatch tonight. And ultimately, like, Nate Hackett better pick his shit up because you don't pay $4.7 billion to, to lose. And you don't pay a quarterback $160 million and trade all your draft picks to lose. So there is immediate pressure. Uh, it's what's so fun about the NFL. I like, People get mad, like, Middlecoff, the Yankees game matters. Now you got 162 of them. Like, you don't get fired after a game. Like, in football, you feel asses get tight after. You could see, if you watch that Notre Dame game, Marcus Freeman's face. It was like he saw a ghost. Did you see Jimbo Fisher's face when Appalachian State was beating him? Did you see Nate Hackett's vibe at the end of that game? Football, one loss, feels like the end of the world. And it's what makes the sport so great. It makes us care sitting on our couch consuming this thing. Because they care so much. And they know the moment they lose, it's such a bad thing. I watched Kyle Shanahan go to that press conference yesterday. And he looked like he had seen a ghost. Because losing, especially when you're supposed to win, is not good. It's not good. That can't be said. Baseball, you lose. You could be the you could be a 120-win team and lose to a team with 40 wins all season. And no one gives a shit. I've watched the Warriors for the last... Steph, Clay, and Draymond run. They lose to random teams all the time during the regular season. It doesn't matter. In football, it is like the Titans lost to the Giants. Can you imagine like Mike Vrabel after that game? Can you imagine Dennis Allen on the sideline for a brief second when he thought he was going to lose the game? It's the best, man. There's nothing like football. At John Middlecoff, Instagram. Talk to everyone soon. Peace. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, 
like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.